Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of Oh My Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Mike B. And once again, this is a cold opening. It's a cold opening of the Oh My Radio Podcast. This is week three, I guess, of the Oh My Radio Podcast. Real quick, I got my homie here. Uh, my little man. Come here, Ada. Come, come on this side. Tell everybody, uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Uh, how was your day in school today? Good. Good. What'd you do? I I made a fortune teller in math. You made a fortune teller? Yeah. Like what? Like a fortune teller out of paper. Out of paper. Oh, you mean like the crisscross applesauce thing where it's like... Yeah, where like... <laughs> yeah, I made that. You made that? Yeah. Was it cool? What you put it? What you put inside? Mm, I put in not look lucky. You'll find a thousand dollars on the floor. What? I, I don't even know. A thousand dollars. A hundred dollars on $100. the floor when you leave, and then everyone closely got the bad ones. Ah, touche, touche. Uh, or I just made them all bad. You made them all bad. Yeah. So, so the, So there was no. So there was no good that came out of this. Oh no! It, there was one good. It was just secretly hidden. Secretly hidden. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, man, tell everybody we get ready to start the show. We're about to start the show. Mike Brown podcast. <laughs> and you're listening to the Open Mic podcast. Pop 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 podcast. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Ada, yeah. move that scale and close the door. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Open Mic Radio Podcast. Podcast, 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 podcast. Ada, say it one time. Podcast. Yeah, and this your host might be, and for the next 30, 40 minutes, I'll be talking to y'all, bringing another one of my friends from the DC comedy scene, got my man Gray West on deck. It's going to be a really good time, man. First, I want to thank everybody for subscribing and having the patience of Job and waiting almost a year for me to drop another episode, but now they're coming consistently, right? It's becoming a habit. Every Wednesday, you get a fresh episode of the Omar Radio Podcast in this season. And don't forget, I have a new podcast called Maybe, I don't know, I'm waiting for Apple to approve it or whatnot and what have you. It's going to be a good time, man. I can't wait. Um, like I said, we got my man for real comedy, Mr. Mike Check himself, Gray West. Um, Burlesque and comedy. Doing my tours of all the producers in the DC comedy scene. It's going to be fun. Uh, we'll be right back for more show. But before I do that, I just want to talk about the fact that, um, did I tell you I have a, a very extensive uh, shoe collection that I'm I'm proud of, but yet not proud of. I did it again. I need to stop this madness. But Nike keeps telling me I got them, and if I got them, what am I supposed to do with it? Back in the day when I was in the army, it said smoke them if you got them. If I got them, then I got them, right? So, anywho, we get ready to start the show in a few. Be, um, let me see what what I want to say. Uh, <laughs> Be right back, right here on All My Radio Podcast. I'm going to give you this old spinoff clip, and then, um, boom, we're going to be out of here. Let's go. And that is probably by far the worst drop I ever dropped on y'all. 
Let's see. Um, let's see. Doom, doom, boom, boom, boom. Hey, shout out to um, Infrared Crypto on the beat. Yep. That was my shout out. Be right back. Right here on my radio podcast. Don't go anywhere. We're going to start the show, y'all. In. 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 Hello. Hey, Gray. What's up, man? What's up? What's up, my guy? How are you? Oh, good, good. All right, we back, y'all. I had some technical difficulties, um, so I don't know if you heard those or not, but whatever. That happens, you know, episode three. We're going to push through, man. Um, welcome back to the show. I got my man right here on hold. You probably heard because I forgot to hit the record button. I called him. And um, anyway, <laughs> you don't do no editing, man, so here we go. Um, so this next guy, um, this next person about to um, bring to the show, um, new, new to the comedy scene, met him. About maybe a year ago, um, but this man is all over the place. Uh, I want you all to start clapping right now for Mr. Mike Check himself, Mr. Gray West, y'all. How you doing, Gray? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Hey, what's up, man? How you feel? Good. Good. Just a relaxing day. Can't complain, which is always a good thing. I mean, you could complain, but wouldn't nobody listen know how. No, no, nothing. Nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be speaking to emptiness. Yeah, you'd be like, man, this suck, this suck, this suck, and everybody just be like, all right, well, cool, man. Well, I'm gonna go outside, and you can just sit in that, sit in whatever you're going through right now. Right. <laughs> uh, it's funny, man, because um, uh, I, 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 I'm always, I'm, I'm out, but I'm not out like that anymore. So, uh, it's always cool to meet new people. Always cool to meet um people who just get into the DC scene, whatever. Um. So for people that don't know who Gray West is, real quick, give people a little background about who's the man. Um, just an entertainer in Washington, D.C. That's who he is. Um, always having a good time, like to make people laugh and um, not taking life too seriously, you know, because it's all a joke. Oh, yeah. Now, you um, now you you um, you have a show called mic check right and Mm -hmm. it's currently at the dc common loft right now but didn't it start off at another location it did um it started off at uh number nine which is in washington dc it's a lgbt bar um it just started off uh because when i started comedy i noticed there weren't that many platforms that were uh centered around gay comics or queer comics and i said well you know if you don't have a stage make one and uh we went to the bar and we said hey i have this idea for a show uh, once a month just with queer comedians and they said sure go ahead we used to be on monday nights and um i remember the owner told us he was like we're gonna build you a stage it's gonna be beautiful and we got there, and it was um, a step stool that they gave us <laughs> to stand on. And I, I got roasted for that stage for every comedian. I was just um, 
roasted about it and I was like, you know, just you wait. Like it's gonna turn into something one day. But it was it was fun. It was it was always a good time. And then um after a while it moved to we were fortunate enough to have the opportunity to try it out at the DC Comedy Loft. They gave us a slot and we tried it and then they fell in love and we fell in love with them and We've been running there ever since. So, uh, real quick, and this is not to not to put your business out there or anything like that, but you are a part of the LGBTQ uh, community. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and that's important because I know um, a lot of times, um, and you said something that, that stands out to me is, um, and I hear this a lot coming from uh, female comedians, a lot where mm-hmm. they say that um, there's never a platform, like there's platforms, but there's never a platform specifically for this community or that community. So. You, you took it upon yourself, take the initiative to be like, hey, I'm, I'm in the scene and what I see in the scene isn't what I who, who I am or 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 my people. Right. I did. I didn't see it. And then I've just put up, you know, just may I, I jumped on the scene and I was like, well, I'm going to be D.C.'s number one gay comedian. <laughs> and I'm a big I'm big about if you say it, it'll happen. And I just kept saying it. And then I met, like, the other gay comedians in town, and I was like, oh, and, like, I became humbled a little bit, but then they were like, don't humble yourself, like, keep working, like, you're doing great things out there, like, just keep, and that, that kept me going to just, just make people laugh. And it's, it's crazy, because there, there is a, it's funny, because the LGBTQ um, scene is huge in D.C., so. Oh, it's very huge. Like, it's, 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 I mean, it's more than. I want to say more than half, like the scene itself, like you couldn't, you could possibly like do great things just with that, with that community by himself, by itself. Oh yeah. And that was one of the goals too, is I was like, I know, I, I think this can work and there's not, there's, there's uh, a hole missing uh, for, well, that's a, <laughs> there's lots of holes out there, but uh, <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. There's more holes, uh, and they need, and they need to be filled, and hopefully that show filled. Hey, let me tell you something. When it comes to a hole being filled, I'm the guy. Anyway, so uh, you know what? <laughs> I heard that about you. I heard that. Um. So talk. So let's let's before we go into the show itself, Mike Check. Let's talk about the actual producer runner of Mike Check. Uh, what got you into stand up comedy? What 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 made you get into this? wacky world of standing on a step stool to tell jokes to entertain people um i kind of failed at everything else in a way um i remember it happened during i've always had the ability to make people laugh and that's something i never um i always took for granted i guess Mm -hmm. but uh covid hit and i used to work like three different jobs i was bartending i was um teaching children i was um do it like acting, trying to act on the side mm-hmm. and COVID hit and it took like everything away from me. And like within a matter of a week, they're like, this job's on hold, this job's on hold, this job's on hold. And so for about a two month period, I kind of stayed in bed. I didn't get out. I felt worthless. And then um, I just felt like I didn't have purpose. And I felt like I was at the bottom of a pit and I said, I just kept hearing, I was like, I'm not worthless. Like, I know I can make people laugh and I've always been able to do something. Mm. And um, I remember when that unemployment check started hitting, I definitely didn't feel worthless then. (laughs) But 
But then I started thinking, I was like, okay, I'm making X amount of dollars a week doing nothing, Mm -hmm. uh, essentially. Like, I click three buttons, and then I do nothing. And I was like, well, what would I do with my time if money were no longer a thing? And I was like, well, I would would travel the world. I would make people laugh and just make jokes. And I said, well, I can't travel, but I can write jokes. So I just started writing jokes, like, all the time, nonstop, just writing, 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 writing. And then things – I knew nothing really about comedy, but things started to, like, slowly open back up. And I remember – because there's two sides of this story. It goes two ways, is that um, there was this drag queen named Chicky Parm in Richmond Mm -hmm. who I knew, and she ran a show – that had four drag queens on it and two comedians. And I'd seen people, I went down to watch it, and I remember there were two comedians who I now know very well, um, Samantha Padgett and Alex Castain were on the show. And I watched it, and this is no disrespect to them, but I watched them and I said, I can do that. And I went up to her after the show and I said, hey, I can be a comedian, how do I get on this show? And she said, well, you have to send me a tape. And if I like it, I'll book you. And if I don't, then I won't. And I'll send you notes. And I said, perfect. Thank you so much. And I left. I had no tape. I had no nothing. And I said, all right, we got to make a tape. And so I came home and I set up my living room like it's a comedy club. And I came out and I wrote five minutes and I just started singing. And I imagined like I was at the club. Or I was at Fallout in Richmond, and I was like, I imagine that I was talking to people there, and I still have the video. It's on. It's hidden on YouTube, but it was 5:01, so tight from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, "Thank you," and I sent the tape, and she's like, "You really did this from your living room?" And I said, "Yes, I did." And she's like, "Your books, come. This is hilarious." <laughs> and so. Um, I got booked and I was like, oh, I'm an all-star now. And then um, I went to, I I was like, okay, I can do this. So I started going and watching shows in D.C., but D.C. wasn't open yet. So I went to a show in Virginia Mm -hmm. and I went up to the booker and I was like, I did it again. I was like, hey, I want to get on this. How do I do this? just very direct because I didn't know, like, I don't know, you ask for what you want. And so I was like, I want to do this. He was like, oh, you have to come to an open mic. And I said, there are no open mics. It's COVID. And he was like, oh, you're right. Then just send me one of your old open mics and then uh, we'll get you on. And I said, okay, perfect. And I left and I was like, we got to find an open mic. And so I looked in Maryland, Virginia, DC, I Googled and they were all closed. And the closest open mic was at this place called bar 13 in Wilmington, Delaware. And I told my boyfriend, I was like, okay, if I get on the train, I can take the train up to Wilmington, then Uber to the thing. I can film myself and then Uber back and get on the train and be home in time for da, 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 da. He was like, look, this is something that like you seem very passionate about and it seems correct. Like you seem like this is where you're supposed to be. I'm just going to drive you up there. And so we took his car we went up there. I did my set. There were three people in the audience. It was me, the girl on after me, uh, my boyfriend, and then Rob Stant, mm-hmm. who has become like my best friend in comedy. And from that, I took that tape 
and sent it in to like five people and then I got booked on that and the rest is history. It just started snowballing from there. So you said- it gave me a lot of DC connections and then that night there were a lot of Philadelphia comics in the crowd and so I made a lot of Philadelphia friends too. You said something interesting in in, um, in what you was talking about, and it's something that I just learned. I've been doing comedy for a while, but it's something that I just learned um, is the the phrase that you use. Um, you got to ask for what you got to ask for what you want, mm-hmm. and um, in comedy, a lot of times, especially comedians, our ego and our pride re- are absolutely refuses. <laughs> right, it gets gets oh, in yeah. the way. But you learn er, you learn early on that's like, hey, if I want it, I got to ask for it. Right, exactly. And that was, I've set, I rem- I set goals every year. And like my first year, my goal was to perform in DC, to perform in Maryland, and to perform in Virginia and get paid. Um, and I accomplished that within like three months. And I was like, okay, we got to like reevaluate these goals. And like, Things started exploding. I started, I was fortunate enough to perform at the DC Improv. I was fortunate enough to perform at the DC Comedy Loft within like a year of um, doing comedy. And those were like three and four year goals for me. And so I just started going back to the drawing board and being like, okay, let's, you know, this is good. Like celebrate, but always like, you know, always keep working towards, um, bigger things and trying to make more people laugh, which is the goal. Yeah, those those goals you met that you that you met in like three months were very low bar goals. And that's how I know you were I realized that. <laughs> I, I realized that in comedy. I was like, oh yeah, I, I remember I did a bar show in Virginia and I made uh twenty five dollars and I was like, Oh, we made it. Like, you Jimmy Fallon, here we come. Like, I thought I was making it, but uh no, I am very great. I'm grateful for every time. And that's that's the whole thing. I feel like whether I'm performing, you know, on late night television or it's this local bar right by my house, it's it's the same. The goal, the objective is always the same. It's just to make people laugh and to make people have a good time. And I think I can do like I can do that. So whenever I start like thinking, "Oh, because ah, oh, jealousy. Jealousy is a hard thing. I, yeah. Jealousy is a hard thing I struggle with, and I think a lot of people do. And I'll see, oh, so and so's booked on this, or so and so's booked on this, and I just have to remember, it's like, well, not every booking's a blessing. Yeah. And you know, I don't need to be there. And you know, at the end of the day, it's just about you know, I can always walk, you know, walk down the street and tell some jokes in a mic, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, it's something that um I learned. Um, I've recently learned. That's why when, I, when I'm hearing you talking, I'm listening to myself um, saying, "Man, if I if I had this mindset at uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you know, you know, you're you know uh, when uh, you know a few years ago, I'd probably be well off." But something that I, I tell myself now, and I and I tell a lot of young comedians is, um, you're going to see your peers that you started off with, and it's going to be you're going to look and be like, "Why I'm not there yet." But I always tell them, hey, if you keep looking left and you keep looking right and you're looking behind you, what you're not doing is moving forward because you're not seeing what's mm-hmm. ahead of you. And mm-hmm. again, it's, it's, you know, just talking to you now is 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 impressive that you you know <laughs> that you're able to block off you know looking at what you, what your peers have 
and just be like, this, well, this is my path. This is this is my race. You know, everybody got their own oh. separate lane and their race, and you know, and their in in their their marathon. This ain't my marathon. That's their marathon. This is my this is totally different. <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm always like, they could never do Gray West, and yeah. on the other hand, I could never do them. Like. So there's only one of each of us. Yeah. So you have to, but you have to listen to yourself. And like, and just like when I was in that dark pit, I had to, I was like, why am I not? I had to destroy myself in a way. I had to say, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm doing this. And like, I changed who I was, changed some friend groups, just like started saying no to like certain things and yes. And it was so weird because the only other time that I felt strange in my life like telling people like hey i'm gonna do comedy the only other time i felt weird was like when i was coming out was like hey like i'm gay like i was scared like people are gonna be like what are you doing like this is crazy like what like and i called my parents i told my boyfriend i told my best friends i was like hey um i'm gonna i think i'm gonna be a stand-up comedian like i'm gonna try this and everybody's like yes finally like that's correct like do that that sounds right. Yeah. And I feel like when you listen to what the world tells you, they'll tell you, the world will tell you where to go. Yeah. If you just listen, like, and not, and don't like fight. That's, um, man, this is, this is a very important interview for me. Uh, <laughs> cause no, cause it's, again, it's one of those things where I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just now learning this and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like long in the tooth compared to you know in comedy so like i'm long in the tooth and these are the things that i you know that i should have digested a long time ago and i was like Mm -hmm. nope i i nope i'm not listening to me i'm I'm an idiot i don't know oh yeah oh yeah you have to let it go that's and that's it's hard it's not easy by any means but changing um changing lanes if you will uh so um so you you're doing the comedies you're telling the jokes you're telling the ha-has and um and then you you talk to your manager at, at your job about doing the show. You see that the, the community is not well represented enough, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna start the show." Talk about Mike Check. Talk about um, you already gave the background how how Mike Check started, but just just talk about like the show itself. And if I was a paying customer, what exactly would I be expecting to see at Mike Check? I've been to a couple of the shows at the Loft mm-hmm. when I can, and they um, they always seem fun. Um, energetic. So just, just, just to the to the patrons out there, let let, let them know what they can see. It's always uh, the thing about Mike Track. It's beautiful. It's always high energy, fun from beginning to end. One hour of just nonstop. Um, I'm a little older, not not too old, but I, I like to get to bed. And it's Sunday <laughs> nights, and so I don't. I, I went to a lot. I went to a lot of comedy shows that tend to uh, that run a little long. And <laughs> after a while, it gets um, – my, my attention span is very – it moves very quick, and um, it's hard to hold. So I needed something. I was like, what if we – we always have um, – we always have up a, a queer comedian, then we'll have a drag queen, and then we'll play a game called QRS, which is called Queer or Straight, where we just name um, – a na- the audience names a noun, and then we guess whether the noun is queer or straight mm-hmm. based on that. And then um, we always have a, an ally in the community, a straight comic 
just because uh, when I had it, I was like, I don't, I, I don't want it to be like, oh, there goes Gray and his gay show. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, no, it's everybody. You know, we we have everybody there. And um, and then after that, we'll have another drag queen, and then we'll have a big closer, and then we'll go home. That's it. We celebrate high energy, one hour. Try and keep it one hour. It's gone to like one ten, one fifteen now. That we added uh, the game show in the middle, but it's just high energy fun from beginning to end. And then once it's over, you're like, wow, it was an adrenaline, adrenaline rush. Was um, what I'm what I'm noticing a lot um, about producers of the show because um, so far I've, I've talked to Mike Kurtz, I've talked to um, Jack Coleman, and now I have you on. And um, mm-hmm. as a producer myself, uh, who produces shows, um, one of the things that you can always tell in a show is the producer always has their thumbprint on it. And when, mm-hmm. and when you described it as high energy, like that's that's exactly um, this is how I was going to introduce you to the show. Then. My, my son's here and I forgot. But um but like you're always high energy. Like you're just <laughs> hey, I'm great you know, I'm gray and you know and everything. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm gray and you know say, Hello, how you doing? You know That's you, it. You do you do you do a long you do the walkway up to the stage and everything and it's just this high ball of energy, but that but it also is a thumbprint, not just of you as a comedian, but on Mike Check itself, um, mm-hmm. because it's high energy. Um, so like when you're done, you're, how do you feel, how do you juggle producing and getting your, getting your reps in as a comedian? Because that's something that I, I asked myself, I asked Jack and I asked Mike, um, Mike Kurtz, um, we're all producers of shows, but one of the most important things about producing a show is still being able to get your mic time in. How are you able to juggle producing a good sh- a great show and making sure that you're able to get your mic, your, um, your mic time in? And get your, you know, get your five minutes set together, your ten minutes set together, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, uh, it started. I mean, I started in the, I started in the living room, and it still stays in the living room. I, I will, I will run things in front of, um, I'll run things just out loud, and I'm like, that's not funny. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I know to myself, I'm like, that's not funny. Why is this not funny? And then like, I've now, um, I'll do that. Um, I have this phrase. I love to fail in Philly. Mm-hmm. So I'll go up to Philadelphia. Uh, their crowds are a little bit different. Um, whereas I find DC crowds, they're very uh, punctual with their laughs. It's very, ha, 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 next. Ha, 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 next. <laughs> yeah. But Philadelphia, you know, they've had a few blue, uh, they've had a few Paps Blue Ribbons. They're like, tell another joke. Like, come on. Like, you know, <laughs> like, and that, that you have to, it, it gets you, it gets you off balance mm-hmm. so that when you, you know, you you find more, you find more balance by knowing what off balance is. Okay. And so you know, um, yeah, yeah. You just you just know what to do. And so I remember I have this joke. I've been saying it for years. Um, the I don't know. I don't know. If we, no, we're not gonna say it on the podcast. No, no, no it's, it's fine. Um, sorry. Yep. No, um, <laughs> I was about to. Yeah, because I had I had a, a guy shout a slur at me on stage, mm. and so instead of being like "whoa," I was just like "hey, spit in my mouth first, and then we just kept it moving, and then everybody's like "wow." So, um, <laughs> but then I'll I'll write and I'll keep it. Um, I I I text friends. Uh, Rob Stant is very. Um, We'll text each other during the day. Um, I've come up with jokes. 
that he'll text back. He's like, you're better than that. Like, he holds me accountable. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. They, um, he holds me accountable. He's like, yeah, step up your writing. Like, do that. And we, you know, we, um, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, real quick, before we go, uh, I want to first thank you for taking time out of your busy day to, to even sit down with me. It's a, a true pleasure. Um, well, thank you for having me. Oh, no doubt. Um, let everybody know you know, all your social medias and how they can find you on, on whatever social media you're on and how they can get tickets to the next mic check. I am on, uh, I'm mainly on Instagram at gray West. Um, just G R A Y W E S T. Uh, I use Facebook. I kind of use that. I started adding people cause like people book through that, but I use, um, I mainly keep it with high school friends there. I do not have Twitter. I do not have, I have a TikTok, but I don't post on it much. Um, Boo. but no, I, I know, I know I need to, I, I, I need <laughs> to post more. I, I have the reels. I just need to post them on there, but I forget cause I don't get on it. Because yeah. I have a ton of friends that are like, I'm on TikTok all the time. And I'm like, I don't want to be on TikTok. <laughs> like, I'm on Instagram all the time. So, I don't know. But, yeah. And you can see Mike Trek at the DC Comedy Loft. Um, and it, we will be coming to a city near you because we are about to start the Mike Trek City Tour. Coming up soon. Dates to be announced. But that is something that I've been working on. Um because, fun fact about me, uh, my boyfriend and I are trying to visit a gay bar in all, all 50 states. Okay. And we've reached 25 of them. And I've realized I've made so many memories, so many connections. Like, every time you walk into, like, every time I walk into a bar, I try and, like, know someone there. And I'm like, I need to do something with this, like, knowledge. And, like, fun. it's, like, fun to do. And I was like, hmm. So... I'm just going to say, Mike Check might be coming to a gay bar in your state soon. Oh, so we'll nice. leave it there. Nice, man. Nice. Uh, well, everybody, thank you again, um, Gray. Um, thank uh, everybody. Give Gray a round of applause from the comfort of your home or whatever you are at right now. I don't know where you're at. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, I we'll, hear it. <laughs> and we'll be right back with more on my radio podcast. My name is Deja, and welcome back to the Mike Radio Podcast. It's the Open Mic Radio Podcast. Okay, and let's get... No, we're not doing this anymore. Welcome back to the show. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Um, and that was our man, Gray West, uh, Mr. Mike Check himself. Um, very insightful interview. Um, one, of, one of the takeaways you should take away from this interview is, if you don't see yourself represented, you got to represent yourself. Um, you got to represent for the community. The community or whatever the civil rights leaders used to say back in the day. Anyway, I thank you all again for um, coming through, chiming in, listening um, to the podcast. As always, as always, listen to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, follow the podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. If you're a new listener, if you're a returning listener, you already know what to do. Um, also, leave me some feedback. Send me an email at openmike, M-I-K-E, Radio podcast at gmail.com. I've always get stuck on my name, but yes, yeah, open mic, open M I K E radio podcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me on all the social medias at O L M I K E B 757. That's on Twitter, Instagram, 
and TikTok, O-L-M-I-K-E-B-757. Also, go on my website, oldmikeb.com, to catch all of my local shows and new shows that I'm doing across the city and maybe sometimes in the city near you as well. Also, shout out to Engine Design. She still has my gear out, Promote My B Gear. Make sure you get you some of that gear as well. And also, go on Promote My B, um, hashtag Promote My B, the album the hashtag is in the name so you have to type in hashtag promote might be um one a fire album it was number one on itunes it beat gallagher anyway man thank you all for listening oh and be on the lookout for maybe i don't know a podcast it's my podcast it's a second podcast it's gonna be a different flavor from this this waiting for the approval of apple to drop that don't the don't don't drop that don't the don't or whatever um, <laughs> or whatever. Um, anyway, y'all, thank y'all for listening again. I will see you all next week, next Wednesday, whenever you decide to listen to my podcast. Until we meet again, everybody, good night. Yo, what's going on, everybody? If you're looking for something to listen to when you're at home by yourself, you're not doing anything, and you want to laugh, go ahead and download my album. Uh, number one on iTunes. It beat out Gallagher, so it has to be funny, right? 